Excuse me, but I am back with another interview. Hey guys, it's Denise Salcedo, and joining me today is none other than Vicky Guerrero. Vicky, how are you? Excuse me! I love that. Oh my God. No one does excuse me the way you do. Oh, uh, thank you very much. <laughs> yes, you know, I guess I'll kind of just kind of start off with that then. I mean, you got a catchphrase over that. Let's just, be, let's just be real. Like so many talents try to get catchphrases over in wrestling and it doesn't always stick. It doesn't always land, but instantaneously for you with excuse me, I mean, it's forever associated with you. How do you feel about that? You know, I, it's, it's a big blessing. Um, it, it created a fluke on the show. You know, I forgot my promo when I, I yelled at the crowd and said, excuse me. And the writers were like, hey, let's try this again. I'm like, no, this is not going to work. And um, I mean, gosh, you know, almost 14 years later, I'm still using it. And I, I've trademarked it on merchandise and my podcast. And um, I, who knew that two words are just going to like, you know, people are going to know me for. And uh, it's been fun. You know, it's, it's been a, a really fun ride. It's funny that you say that you kind of forgot where your promo at that time and you just kind of added, excuse me. And who would have thought that that one uh, momentary glimpse in your brain ended up being like the best thing ever. Whereas like so many people would be like, oh my God, I forgot. Yeah. You know, it's kind of funny. I walk through grocery stores and, um, you know, someone will yell, excuse me, like two aisles down. And then I, I try and run and find them because I want to see who it is. But it's really funny because, you know, the fans kind of use that, you know, to make fun of me or to yell at me or to just, you know, get my attention. I love it. I welcome it all. So it's, it's been, it's been fun to use. <laughs> I was going to ask you if like, cause obviously excuse me is something that we all say every day. Do you ever feel awkward when you're genuinely just saying like to somebody like, Oh, excuse me. Like, you know, just, just casually. Yeah. Actually, remember I can't yell at everybody that I see. <laughs> you're like, I can't go about it that way. Right. Yeah. I, I'm not in front of a camera. I need to be, um, civilized <laughs> I, I, to separate my character from real life. But yeah, it's kind of funny. It's always in my head though that I can use that. That's awesome. So uh, I want to know, how did the inspiration or where did you draw inspiration for the character of Vicky Guerrero? You know, um, I I'm so grateful to WWE. I mean, they gave me the opportunity to go on air and to, uh, they didn't know what they were going to do with me. And, you know, for me to, uh, I guess I have to, you know, I do have to thank my late husband, Eddie Guerrero, because, uh, you know, he was such a fantastic performer. And I really had to find out where I was going to be different other than what my husband was and so you know by by being you know the bitch and the bad guy which I love being a bad guy I just kind of uh created this character when I was working with Edge on WWE and with the cougar and being a heel and you know and then when they gave me the general manager role it was just awesome to be able to kind of find my bad side and to fire and hire people and to yell and slap and um, you know, to get in food fights and get in trouble. It just kind of fit in this one character that I love to create. And it's been so much fun. I mean, I can always say that it's never a dull uh, night at the office. <laughs> uh, 100%. And here's the thing about you is like, I remember from like the second I saw you and then the second that you started, you know, doing this mic work, I just thought, oh my God, like it's so natural for her. Did you ever oh. have any sort of like public speaking experience prior to getting on that mic? 
Well, you know, I, I'm a performer. So in high school and after high school, I was a dancer and a cheerleader. I played um, in the band and orchestra. So being in front of crowds didn't really overwhelm me. Um, and I think maybe just watching my husband all the time on the mic, he entertained me so much. I tried to take a little bit of that and, um, you know, and to have fun with the crowd, I just had to relax. But I guarantee you the first maybe two months I was out there, I sucked. I mean, it was horrible. Even uh, the great and, uh, you know, God rest his soul, Dustin Rhodes, you know, when he saw me and he was one of the agents and the first night I came back from a promo, he put his arm around me and goes, sweet hot, you suck. No. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh and my God, goes, how did that feel? <laughs> um, I was pretty devastated, but, you know, to have someone like him and Teddy Long and Edge, and, um, you know, just these great people around me to mentor me and give me all this advice. And I just kind of opened up my mind and just kind of soaked everything in. And um, I practiced a lot in my bathroom in front of the mirror <laughs> until I got my niche. But um, yeah, it's just, you know, I, I had to learn, you know, little by little. But now I love going out in front of a crowd and, and just taking them from a happy mood to pissing them off to, to going back to hating me again. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And you know, so you mentioned that obviously like you didn't feel like you had it right at the beginning with your mic skills. Would you say that along, were there any other challenges aside from that or any sort of fears that you had to sort of overcome when coming out? <laughs> yes. Uh, not falling down the ramp in my heels. Oh my uh, God. Not um, making sure that, you know, um, you know, because when you go over the, through the ropes to get into the ring, sometimes my dress would get caught. And so, just those little things are always in the back of my mind when I'm, you know, going into the ring. So you, you pray to God that nothing comes unraveled or nothing comes unstrapped or unbuttoned. And uh, yeah, if, if nothing, if that doesn't happen, then it's a good night. <laughs> You're like, please God, not today, another yeah. day afterwards, just not today, not on national yeah. television. No. Uh, right, exactly. So, you know, obviously everyone has different things that they do before they go out, different sort of way to process what they're going to do. What was sort of your preparation before coming out? Uh, well, you know, my night was pretty busy because I would have several promos to memorize and uh, different places to be for the night. And I, my ritual was to get my hair and makeup done early enough to where I'm dressed, I'm ready to go. That way I could just concentrate on memorizing and uh, kind of making my game plan of what I had to do that night. Uh, a lot of prayers to God, you know, to help me with my words and my body language and to concentrate and not get distracted, you know, from other things going on. Um, but, you know, it was just always being there early in Gorilla. Gorilla is a place that we go out before we get the stage and just always beat the superstars I was working with because I always wanted to never be the one that's late, especially for like Undertaker or Edge oh, yeah. or the McMahons. So um, that was my ritual was if I'm prepared and early on time, then I'll have a good night. Was there ever somebody that you worked with like side by side that you were just like, oh man, I can't believe like I'm doing this with this person right now? Uh, yes, uh, Vince McMahon. <laughs> <laughs> How was that? Was he intimidating for you or didn't you guys kick it off? What was the relationship well, like? I mean, you know, he, he's like a dad. I mean, he loved Eddie very much and he, he was so respected in my family. Um, you know, so that's, a, that's the one person you don't want to screw up your promo with. <laughs> so, 
it was a lot of being prepared, but he's a great guy and um, they're all entertainers. So um, if there's a little ad-libbing or if we got lost or something, we just kind of knew how to regroup and to get back into where we needed to be. Um, I think the other person was probably Undertaker. He was pretty intimidating and that was the one that, I, you know, just by how tall he was and the lights going out, uh, yeah, and the coffin and everything, that's just not, that's not one of my favorite moments. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's the presence, like, even, like, he could be, like, the nicest person ever, but his presence is still intimidating, I could imagine. Yeah, backstage, he's a sweetheart, and I love him to death, and his whole family is um, just beautiful, but as a character, yeah, I don't want to get him on my bad side. <laughs> exactly. Now, you jumped in, and I guess this would say it's sort of an unexpected career for you. Um, what was it like, you know, pursuing this career, but also being a single mother? Um, you know, that was the hard part. Uh, Eddie passed away in 2005. I inducted him to the Hall of Fame in April of 2006. So it wasn't until maybe like uh, July or August that WWE called and said, hey, we'd like to use you for some storylines, you know, to bring Eddie's name, um, you know, to help with some of the storylines. And I said, sure, maybe two months, you know, I'll do it because I, I had my girls, they were in junior high and high school, and it was really hard to have, leave them because you know we didn't have Eddie anymore and I had to look for a nanny and, and so forth um, and so they said sure you know two months however however long you want to be there you know we understand and two months ended up being 10 years wow <laughs> and when you got that call were you like wait a second like what like what is happening here like what was your reaction to that because I'm sure that wasn't something that you expected yeah, because, you know, when I, I performed with Eddie during the Dominic uh, Rey Mysterio child custody case, and that was, it was easy because Eddie was with me, you know, and he guided me, and I was working with him, and the girls were working, too, in that storyline, so it was kind of a, a, a nice family affair, um, but, you know, to be by myself, you know, I was just like, oh my gosh, like, you know, I, I wasn't a heels, you know, glamour girl. I was at home, you know, raising the kids, tennis shoes, sweats, you know, life was easy. And so I had to like redo my whole wardrobe and makeup and there was the hair and there was, it was overwhelming, but, um, you know, I thought two months, not a big deal. I'll go and come and they'll be done. And yeah. And then I ended up changing everything in my closet wow. <laughs> to, heels, to all kinds of clothes, which that, is the fun part. Yeah. No, it's the awesome wrong. part. <laughs> Exactly. And now obviously you have, you know, you have two young girls, obviously they're older now, but at that point, what was sort of the thing that you wanted to get across to them? Like, Hey, like I'm pursuing this career, but mom is still here. And like, what were your hopes for them? Um, you know, they were so great with me. They, uh, they understood the schedule because we lived, you know, they did it with Eddie for the last 15 years. So um, they kind of knew the routine that I would leave, you know, on a certain day and be gone for like three or four days. Um, you know, we had family that first started out watching the girls. So it wasn't too, too devastating. They had school, so they were kind of busy during the week. Um, but, it, you know, it, it was fine. Um, it's, it's hard because I did miss a lot of high school and junior high memories and school functions, and they were cheerleaders and dancers too. So um, that part was really hard because I love to be there for everything and I did miss some stuff. And so that was the, the hard part of the industry is, you know, you have to sacrifice being away, but they were great. My, my nanny and family would videotape so I could, you know, see it when I got home, but it's not the same though. 
that's that's, that's awesome though at least like I, I like I see it as like man like seeing like your mom like go out there and just like kill it I could only <laughs> imagine like how exciting that must have been for them so now obviously there was a point where you left wrestling but then you came back did you ever think that that would happen that you would return no, I just, I really wanted to be home for the girls. Um, I was gone for three, three months and I really loved, I think the first month and a half, I was like, yes, I'm back home. I clean my house. I can see my girls every day. And then, you know, it's that, that adrenaline rush that I missed and, and being in the ring and uh, the routine, you know, you leave on a Sunday, you come home on Wednesday and then we do house shows. You're gone on weekend. And I had, you know, my, that was my second family on the road. So to remember those moments, you know, you miss it. And so uh, I, I called, you know, my agent Johnny and said, Hey, you know, I kind of miss being there. And he's like, well, come on back kid. You know, and <laughs> then I, I never stopped, you know, I just kept on going. So yeah, you, you can take the woman out of the ring, but you can't take the ring out of the woman. <laughs> exactly. Well said. <laughs> and I guess that's the perfect segue into you are a very busy woman. And most recently we're seeing you on AEW television. How did the relationship between you and AEW develop? Um, you know, it's, I, I wasn't working with WWE probably for three years. So when I went to AEW, just to, you know, I was at a business meeting in Dallas, uh, Brandy Rose you know, texted me and said, hey, you want to do some commentary tonight? You're in Dallas, right? And I'm like, yeah. And I, I went because I've always been watching the show and I, I was a big fan of their product. Um, I went and uh, fell in love with how they operated and how they just the the roster the administration tony khan like it was just an amazing atmosphere um i thought it was great you know it was a good time and then we kind of separated and went our own way um and then i went back again uh you know but i just i thought it was a, a great opportunity if they would let me work there i wanted to let them know hey you know I'm not anywhere else, you know, I love to work with y'all. And so little by little, I started doing some appearances and we kept in touch. And now I'm manager for Nyla Rose. So I'm, I'm really, I'm really hyped up about this. <laughs> yes, it's very exciting to see. And so before we get to Nyla Rose, I do want to ask, because you obviously mentioned the administration, what's it like working under people like Cody, Kenny, the Bucks, Brandy? Everyone is just amazing. It's a, it's really just um, a family affair. You know, uh, everyone's available. Um, you know, in WWE, you kind of have to wait in line behind a closed door to get your turn to get your ideas in. Tony Khan is in the hallway. You know, and you and people can go up to him and talk to him about the show. Uh, Tony calls me. I, I was like, oh my gosh, like, he's calling me. Like I never saw a lot of people in WWE call, you know, the talent, but um, it's just a, uh, it's a relaxed atmosphere to where they let the superstar do the creative, um, you know, the creative aspects on, on for that night. Uh, and I just thought that was brilliant. And there's a lot of young people that are on the roster. And so I had, I saw the advantage to be able to share my knowledge and experience with them. And that was exciting to me because this is how it works. You know, the industry, uh, starts with the next generation. If I can share my knowledge and experience with the women there and even the men, um, then they, I, I've gained something back and given it back to them. And then that's how, you know, we help each other out. So I love that part of it. And obviously, you know, you mentioned the creative freedom and this is, you know, this is a very, I guess you can say new thing to have. Mm -hmm. What has that been like for you? Like, how have you seen your ideas or your, your, yeah, your ideas sort of come about and be seen? Like, how have you seen your voice be heard with this creative freedom? 
Well, you know, when they, I mentioned Nyla Rose, uh, you know, of course, the, being the manager, and I, I'm very sweet and honorable. You know, I'm not a mean person. Joke. But <laughs> I, I see that, you know, being the bad guy, of course, I want to team up with the biggest woman that they have on there besides Kong. You know, Kong's on Glow, so she's not there. But I got to work with Nyla Rose and get to know her and I loved her character I loved her attitude and her personality and um you know so when they teamed us up right away we took off with creative ideas and backstage content and t-shirt ideas and and what our new hashtag was going to be and I think she's kind of taken back a little bit but at the same time I wanted to show Nyla that I'm a hundred percent in and I wanted to show AEW that you know, I'm not here just because I'm a Guerrero or because I'm a general manager. I'm here because I'm going to be part of the team and I want to expand the women's division and let's start running with it. And so I, I've had really good feedback. And so I'm excited. I mean, this week should be fun and we'll see what happens. <laughs> and how did that, okay, so you mentioned that you got paired up with Nyla. How did that idea come about and what was your initial reaction to that? Um, well, you know, when we were on the Chris Jericho cruise this past January, I interviewed all the women of AEW on my podcast. And so Nyla Rose was, of course, on the panel. And um, I just had this idea, like, you know, I told the fans, I go, what did you thought? What would you think if I managed Nyla Rose? And the reaction was amazing. And Nyla was just like, really, you want to work with me? And I'm like, <laughs> I, I want to work with you. <laughs> you know, so um, it's, it's good. You know, I mean, I think we're going to have a lot of uh, you know, great entertainment for the fans. Um, I, I like to see her get the championship again. Uh, you know, she, I can work on the, the voice part and she can work on the wrestling. And I think together, we're just going to make this really impressive team and uh, bring attention to the women's division. You know, and there's a lot of great women on there and some fabulous Japanese wrestlers that are so talented. And I think that that's just going to bring a lot of variety in entertainment. And if I can bring a little bit to the team, then I'm going to be pretty happy with that. And now, obviously, as Nyla's manager, you get to work very close to her, get to know her a lot better. What would you like the fans to know about Nyla and who she is? Uh, Nyla, she's a badass woman. I mean, she, you know, the, it's a different generation with AEW because uh, they do a lot of gaming. Uh, and, of course, they can hold their liquor a lot more than I can. Uh, <laughs> you know, but um, there's a lot of gamers, and, and Nyla is a big gaming, you know, um, you know, enthusiast. So uh, she has a lot of these um, inner knowledge of like characters and, you know, like, uh, you know, how she brings these characters into her own character in wrestling. So I think with her um, expertise in that and with me trying to get the fans to, to uh, engulf, you know, our, our whole tag team idea, I think we're going to be able to complement each other in so many ways of just my ideas being the older, you know, generation and then she's the newer one. So that's going to, I think it's going to bring a lot of variety for us. I think that the idea of having you guys paired up, I think what part, the part of what makes it so interesting is that it's sort of sort of unexpected. I guess if you're about to like visually pair people up, maybe you wouldn't have thought Vicky and Nyla, but now seeing it together, it's like that thing that you didn't know that you really wanted to see. So that's really awesome. Uh, what yeah. would you like to see AEW do with the women's division? You know, I like them to have a bigger belt. You know, I, nice. I think that would be, so, I'd be so neat to have, um, and also different, you know, uh, titles like the ta women's tag team champ, you know, title. I think that'd be great. Um, you know, so I, I want to see just more attention to them, more opportunities. Uh, and, you know, I think this is just a great start. It, 
AEW is only a year old, you know, a year and a half. So they're in a good place right now. And what they've done so far has attracted me. And I'm just, I'm a fan first. And so to be part of this team, you know, any ideas I can have and anything that I can add to it is going to, uh, I'm just, I'm honored. I really am and grateful. What would you say are some of the things that you would like to see incorporated in AEW while also sort of highlighting some of the things that you think that they're doing that you just like really love, like from the, from the television perspective, like what the fans are seeing? Well, you know, I think right now with them being on TNT is a great exposure, you know, for the product They're they're coming out with their doll line, which is another, you know, um, great thing for the fans to, uh, to enjoy. Uh, of course there's video games, you know, and I, I I love to see like a women's, you know, calendar come out too. Oh yeah, that'd be good. I, anything that's that's good for the women, I, I would love to have them like, you know, have, be sponsored by a clothing line, you know, that would be represented just for the women. Um, you know, so and they have AEW heels already that Brandy Rhodes started, you know, which is amazing. I can't wait to get on the next call with them. So there's a lot of things that are focused just for the women. I think that's so important because the women's evolution has um, just been broadened so in so many directions that AEW is going to be really close to picking up their own style and their own outlets to expose the women. I love that. And like all across wrestling, like some of the major storylines or some of the people that are really being talked about right now, it is the women. So I just really feel like people are responding and they want more. So like whatever people thought of women's wrestling before, you're definitely seeing that shift in all of that now. So now Vicky, obviously you're a very busy woman. You're doing AEW. You also have your podcast. You're always working on something new, but focusing on the podcast, what has that been like? And what are some of your, who are some of your favorite guests that you've had? Oh gosh. Well, the podcast is neat because I get to meet different people that I wouldn't have met, you know, on a regular basis, uh, especially with COVID, you know, this is a perfect time to get people at home when they're, you know, they're not traveling. So you, you can detail a date with them. Like, come on, I know you're home. What time do you want to do this interview? <laughs> Let's do um, it. Midnight. I'm here for you. Don't yeah. matter. <laughs> yeah. I don't have to get up early for nothing. Neither do you. Exactly. <laughs> um, you know, uh, but the podcast is such a great way for me to highlight that superstar for that one hour, you know, 30 minutes to one hour. It's all about them. And I think that's so important for me to have the tools and the resources to make that person shine and to have a good time. You know, if it's a wrestling super Superstar. I try not to do too much of the wrestling because there's so much more to the individual, like hobbies and family and how they deal with, you know, cyberbullying and body issues. I think that is so important to make awareness that even though they're celebrities, they still have the same struggles as this, your neighbor next door. And so, um, but I love to talk. I love to learn and research people and, um, and also, you know, stump them on like, you know, funny questions or whatnot. <laughs> so it's kind of a, it's kind of a fun time. Let them relax and just, you know, be who they want to be and uh, no pressure. And I can talk. So it's a, it's, it's a win-win situation. <laughs> You're like, it's no problem. You give me a conversation topic. I'll hit it off and we'll talk about anything. That's yeah. really, really great. I love that because that's, I think the best part of you, if you, if like when I go in and I I listen to someone's podcast. I love to, I love to hear people that have a lot to say and it's just like really, really fun. So now obviously I mentioned all the things that you're doing already, but what are some of the things that whether it's in wrestling or not in wrestling that are still on your career bucket list, or maybe not even just on your career bucket list, but like your bucket list in general that are still some of your goals. 
Um, let's see, you know, like my bucket list, I, I learned how to skydive and um, I went to a Janet Jackson concert. So those are the two <laughs> big things on my bucket list. Um, but um, the next thing on my bucket list is to be in a commercial or a movie. That's, I'm, I'm awesome. taking some acting. I, I would love to expand my experience from the camera, you know, to something a little more complex. Um, you know, so that, that would be something that's a lot of fun. Um, I do a lot of hobbies, you know, I'm into jigsaw puzzles, me and my daughter. I don't know if you see my Instagram, but uh, since COVID, we've been working on these 1500 to 2000 piece puzzles. And Incredible. It's, it's a great, yeah, it's a great way for us to just kind of sit and talk and, you know, and do the puzzle at the same time. I, I cut glass from wine bottles and, and plant succulent gardens. So I'm always into something. I scrapbook, I do crafts. So I'm always like doing something. I've kind of overtaken my house with different craft rooms. And my <laughs> husband's like, this is supposed to be my house too. And I have a garage, which he doesn't even have the garage anymore because it's all of my stuff in there. <laughs> well, I think I have an idea for you. Like we can be seen, we can be seen like Vicky YouTube DIY or something something at this point. I mean, I'm yeah. sure a lot of people would like to know how to do like the plant stuff and all of the things that you just mentioned. So there you go. Just an idea in case you're looking for a new venture. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. I love that. All right. So speaking of funny questions and all of that, it is now time for our portion of the interview, which I call the lightning round. And this is just a fun way for your fans to get to know you a little bit more. Um, so are you ready? Are you guys ready for a lightning round with Vicky Guerrero? Let's do Let's this. Do Question number one. What is your favorite dish to cook? Lasagna. Lasagna. I love that. Uh, question number two. Favorite city to travel to? Oh, Las Vegas. Question number three. What kind of music can we find you singing along to while you're driving? Uh, country. Uh, question number four. Funniest things that your dogs do? <laughs> <laughs> they sniff each other's. You can say it. You can say it. They sniff each other's uh, uh, twats. <laughs> twats. I like that word. All right. Uh, question number five. What's the hardest class you took while in school? Oh, by far, uh, calculus. Oh, my God. Math. math. I, oh, God. It's Anything horrible. Math. I, I was on YouTube tutoring all the time. <laughs> oh, I feel you on that one. I, I, I cried on my math final, so I yeah. feel you. <laughs> uh, question number six, what were you thinking moments before you jumped out of, plane, out of a plane to do some skydiving? Uh, am I going to make it? <laughs> oh my God, you're so brave. You're so brave. <laughs> question number seven, favorite dessert? Oh, uh, apple cobbler. Nice. Uh, question number eight, best concert you've ever attended? Oh gosh, um, it'd have to be uh, the Eagles. Nice. Question number nine, favorite store to shop at? Oh, Hobby Lobby. <laughs> oh, I like that one. <laughs> That's, uh, that sounds perfect. That fits you perfectly. And last question, question number 10, what's the most used app on your phone? Oh, probably Instagram. <laughs> It's addicting. Just keep scrolling. Keep, keep tapping that screen. <laughs> Vicky, I want to thank you so much for this interview. This has been like so much fun to just sit here and chat with you about like so many things. Uh, I think you're incredible and I can't thank wait you. to see what you continue doing with AEW. Before you go, please feel free to pl plug in your podcast, social media and all of that. 
Yeah, I have a website, which is VickiGuerrero.net. Instagram is Guerrero underscore Vicky. Twitter is uh, Vicky Guerrero. Uh, my podcast is the Excuse Me uh, podcast. Uh, you can find it on any of your favorite podcast platforms. I have my autobiography coming out as soon as COVID can chill out a little bit. Seriously. And um, you can see me on Wednesday nights on TNT with All Elite Wrestling. Phew. <laughs> so much to remember <laughs> okay guys please make sure to give this video a like support the channel let me know what you thought of this interview in the comment section below and as always do not forget to subscribe please make sure to check out vicky on social media aw and all of that and more until next time we'll see you guys later bye everyone If you enjoyed this podcast episode, please don't forget to leave me a super nice review and a five-star rating. Plus, make sure to follow me on Instagram and Twitter at underscore Denise Salcedo for funny wrestling commentary, guest updates, silly live stuff, and more.